You are listening to a Radio Free Podcasting production. For more great podcasts like this, head on over to RadioFreePodcasting.com. Welcome to the Finder Things Club. I'm Carly. And I'm Patrick. And everyone's dead. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And I'm Patrick. And spoiler alert, everyone's dead. Is that better? Patrick. Yeah, so much better. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of High Tea in the High Republic, where we're going to discuss the book The Fallen Star Mm -hmm. by Claudia Gray. And as Patrick said, everyone's dead. (laughs) <laughs> and spoiler alert we will spoil the everything that happened in this book and in two words i've spoiled the beginning middle and end everyone's dead they all died <laughs> the end no no phase two no phase three <laughs> yeah wow this book was... so i had the hardest time not talking to you about this book as i was reading this book because <laughs> i knew you you were Starting it after me. And I was like, I, I didn't even want to do the thing of like, oh my God, I'm not going to ruin anything but, or, oh my God, I can't wait till you read it because I'm just like, just keep your mouth shut. She's going to read it. <laughs> she doesn't need convincing. You don't have to say, oh my God, it's so good. Or, oh my God, I can't believe the things they did because I don't want to set any expectations. And then you're like, well, it wasn't as good as you said it was or anything like that. I just, just keep your mouth shut. But it was not easy. Next time, next time for sure. And by next time, I mean when we get to the adult book at the end of phase two, I'm going to sync up with you. So we read at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you started messaging me like, I'm going to finish it today. I was like, just don't say anything. <laughs> like, how far are you? Because I know people that have done this to me. Like when I was reading Harry Potter and I was a few, always got to mention Harry Potter and all our, all our of course. podcasts. I was... um a few like i was a little bit behind i was catching up basically so i think by the time i started reading the books the first five were out and someone said to me well i don't want to ruin anything but like how far are you i'm like i don't know i was trying to describe it they're like okay well you know spoiler alert they didn't say spoiler alert but i'm gonna say it like is sirius still alive i'm like are you kidding me sorry i'll bleep that out but are you kidding me you don't say that to someone while they're reading the book. Is right? so and so still alive? Uh, so obviously he dies. Like, yeah. oh, I was so mad because at least at the part that I was at, that person was still alive. I'm gonna even believe about the name I said, just in case someone hasn't read Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my god, I was so mad. So I'm like, I can't, I can't say anything because I don't want to spoil anything for you. I knew, I assumed they would do big things. This being the end of the phase. But I wasn't sure if it would be, hey, meet this new Jedi that we've never seen before so that we can kill them off before the end of the book. And then you feel like we lost somebody or if they would go all out and take out one of the big three. Yeah. Hmm. Thoughts? I want to hear your thoughts. I've been waiting to hear your thoughts. <laughs> I just didn't even know where to start. There's so much that happened. Yeah. So I kind of feel like we should go 
in general in in sure. order absolutely um, yeah i wanted to do that was, so that was my general thoughts about, of the book to just like yeah. dump out and now i'm ready to talk about it in order yeah Whew. i can't okay. remember the exact order of like who we run into but i know in the beginning you catch up with stellan and he is basically made himself the head of starlight you catch up with i think with the council's blessing yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, like, yeah. that's that's that, I think that's the first time you see it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't believe you're caught up on the comics, correct? Correct. And so a lot of these things that came up, I was asking myself, like, was this explained in the comics? So I will just tell you this much, because I'm, I'm going to, at the very least, lend them to you, because I want you to catch up so okay. you can see the side story <laughs> that happened. Um, all you're really missing is... Um, Avar Chris's story when she decides to go attack the Nihil and okay. Stellan tells her not to. And then gotcha. she does, she goes against the council and takes that ship that she, I think it's called the like Ataraxia or something that she shows up mm-hmm. in later. Mm-hmm. She leaves and the, 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 it's the mainline comic, the Marvel comic. It, it really um, dives into the fact that she believes, she still believes Lorna D is the head. She believes mm-hmm. Lorna is the eye. You know, they talk about the great hall where they, the Nihil meet. Uh, I forget how she finds a way there. I think they they basically, if I remember, if I remember correctly, they get their hands on a path drive. Okay. And they attach it to their own ship, and now they can find their way back to the Great Hall. So she decides to go on the offensive, and the council is against it, and and the two of them have a falling out because, and, and this must be at the part that um that oh god his name, the third, Elzar. I'm just, Thank you. Elzar Man is away doing his thing. Right. Because it's only those two on Starlight. In fact, I think they're talking to each other. There's this nice moment in the comics where I think everything kind of blends together. The the other line with the with the Padawans, like the Star Wars adventures, it in the even the baking issue, it all makes <laughs> sense. It all makes sense together. Um the adults are having an argument in one book, and I think you see it from the kids' point of view in the other. And um he tells her not to go. She goes and and uh, the comic shows you what happens. And there's one issue left before that goes on a break. And I think that's going to wrap up. I'm assuming that wraps up with them coming back to this point. So at least in the comics, I did know she left, but it doesn't tell you know the comic. The book did a good job of not telling you really what happened when they went, except that she left. Um, But I don't think I don't think it mentions in there, at, at least at first, that he became the new head. The the penultimate, penultimate issue of the comic, when she comes back, they show that conversation they have towards the end of the book where she finds out that he's now in charge of Starlight. They show it from her point of view. So it's very cool the way that it they go off on their own paths and come back. But that's okay. kind of what you're what the the part that this book because she's not she's hardly in it. And they keep talking about it like she went off on her own. And so that story they took they took care of in the comics, which was done really well. But here we kind of see uh, Elzar coming back and Stellan's in charge now and their relationship. And I forget, what was the Jedi that he was training with that was the Wayseeker? Orla. Orla, right. Whew. So a lot of names to remember because there's so yes. many characters. And it's it's funny because I'll be listening to it and while I'm in, in process of listening to it, I can keep track of who, who everyone is. And then once it's over, the names escape me, but who they are and what they did, I'm I'm still, I can still, like, to me, I'm like, okay, so he was with the Wayseeker, whatever her name was. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
So that's okay. where kind of where we start, right? Yeah. I do have a very short summary for us. Okay, go for it. Martian Rowe has devised his worst plan yet. The Nihil attack Starlight Beacon, and the Jedi must fight to save everyone aboard while fighting off a mysterious dark force. And I figured I'd keep it short and sweet because we are going to get into a lot of plot mm, in mm-hmm. this conversation, I can tell. Oh, so in since- those chapters, with the two of them, like it showed, they went to Elzar training in the ocean, or in the waters. They've got Stellan on the, on the, uh, on the Starlight, and it also then would cut to Martian with his... With um, the senator and his assistant, of course, yes. names Senator Staros. Yes, and that might be the one. I, I don't remember. There was basically. Remember, I told you to stay off Wikipedia. Yes, I googled one of the one of the characters just to check something. Maybe it was just to see what they look like, so I have the right picture in my head. And it immediately said died, <laughs> and it went so far. I think it might have said like. Um, actually, maybe it was the, um, what was the, the, sorry, I'm going to keep doing this. The Nihil that was with Nan, the older one. No, not the Nihil. No, that wasn't the Nihil. It was Chansey. Yeah, it was, uh, what's, yeah, um, the mother. Um, I think, I think I looked up Chansey and it said like, died when Starlight (laughs) Beacon was destroyed. And I'm like, son of a, oh my God, I just spoiled two things. Oh. Yeah. So there was that. I think I initially looked up the Senator because I couldn't remember if, and you'll have to, refresh my memory in the previous books did it already tell us that she had gone over to Martian side no and i just forgot this is okay the first right. time we learned this unless we okay. saw it somewhere in the comics no no nope. books I, this is the first place because i'm with you when they said that when, when i heard them read that to me because i wasn't reading i was in the car <laughs> i almost pulled over because i was like whoa did i miss a giant plot point somewhere or this is this is the first way we're finding out and as the book went on i started to think no they're telling us for the first time because then later it talked about how happy he was when she came to him. But in yeah. the beginning, it's just kind of like, yeah, and so the senator's here. And I'm like, what? And I started to wonder, was like, this his mole all along? Because in the very That's first exactly, book. That's exactly, yes. When we talked about Light of the Jedi, I was like, who do you think his spy yeah. is? And it turns out it was somebody who we hadn't even learned about yet. Right. So it was just, just, just so much. There's just so much happened in that first opening that uh, I was just like, oh my God. I do, if Because I started to worry. I'm like, and that's kind of why I went on Wikipedia because I was like, did I miss this? Do I need to go back and refresh where we left off? It's been mm-hmm. a couple months, you know, because the the first wave, I, we read a little bit late and then we were ready for wave two and or phase and then, or no, wave two of phase one. And then phase, second phase, we read like right away. So now some time has passed and we've been like dying for these to come out. I'm like, have I started to forget things? But no, I mean, that was just the big, big surprise. Yeah. Um, and he starts talking about this is going to be his what everything has led up to. This is this is his. Uh, I, I don't he, think it will actually be his final move because there's yeah, more he books says coming. This is his greatest plan yet. Yet, exactly. He still has more to come. He's already talking about his next celebration that's going to be even greater than this celebration. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Okay, so we're in the beginning of the book. Elzar's off with Orla. Uh-huh. I was very excited to see her. I've actually been wondering for the last few b- books, when are we going to see Orla again? Because we have not seen her, at least in the books, since Into the Dark. Mm-hmm. Are you glad they brought her back? <laughs> yes, Are you having second no. thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I, that was one that surprised me. Because yeah. I felt like that was a character that they were setting up for a lot more. Mm-hmm. But maybe that was just the setup of, this would be a good person to be Elzar's teacher I, I don't know. It just, it, 
some of them felt like there there's more to do with this character. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. Um, we'll get there. We also we'll get, get to meet. Uh, I pronounced it in my head as Regald. Regald I think Cole. they said like Regald. Regald, the, the okay. comedian, basically, right? The one. Yeah. That, yeah. Yes. So that was another one. I'm like, oh, okay, new Jedi, and and so I did the like, oh, what if this is setting up? But actually, I didn't think this one was gonna go. So yeah, I, but um, that was another one where at first I'm like, this is somebody we know and I've forgotten, and I'm, and then as it went on, I'm like, no, this is a new one. Yeah, yeah, and you know, for some reason, like right off the bat, I was like, I don't think he's gonna survive this, mm-hmm. uh, which really sucks because I liked him. I liked. Him I too. thought he was actually kind of funny. He brought levity to all the situations. <laughs> he did, and his joke about—I actually had to write it down—but um, his joke about so like so what's a nihil on their own, slightly overcast. Yes. I was like, thank you, Rickald. You're so great. <laughs> yeah. And I just imagine the crickets that he got <laughs> totally. from that. Totally. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do I want to talk about next? Well, I also like that because it's set so much of it is set on set on Starlight, you see so many people from the other books. Mm-hmm. Which I partially expected that being that this is a the end of a phase but wasn't sure it didn't necessarily have to go that way um granted like i kind of had a feeling that starlight would be front and central and might get destroyed just based on the name of the book but i was trying not to think about it too much but then you really i mean you start to see a lot of people that we've met so far um yeah like wreath is in it for a little bit right no and- just his name Oh, just his name? Yeah, he's not on the the Starlight Beacon. I know he's mentioned at some point, because doesn't he warn them about Nan? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so they talked about reading Wreath's report. Oh, reading his report. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for a minute, I was thinking like he was there and warned them. But No, um, I was very thankful that he was not yeah. on the Starlight Beacon. But Belle's there, and then, of course, mm-hmm. the vessel shows up again with my favorite character, who was hilarious in this book yes we learned that geode is a player right in this book and they did not stop with the jokes of like and then geode didn't respond yes <laughs> but like expected him to just it was and it's still really well done and, and for me at least it's not getting old it's yeah. just not getting old and a lot of like it's the not. how did he get there he's just coming out of nowhere <laughs> i i he was one i was afraid are they gonna kill off geode i'm so mad if they kill off geode <laughs> he gets shot oh yeah, and you know, <sighs> and it makes sense that they they're in this book because the first time we meet them is in Into the Dark, which is also by Claudia Gray. Right, right. So it's like her characters. It totally mm-hmm. makes sense. It's just I I I guess when I went into it, I'm like trying not to think too much about it, so I could be pleasantly surprised when people showed up. I didn't want to think about all right. So which one are her characters? I just yeah, I try not to focus on who the author is while I'm reading it. Yeah, but after I don't the have- fact. Yeah, I don't want to have those expectations and then either A, not be surprised when there's a cameo or B, be expecting someone to show up and then they don't. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so we're on Starlight, Mm -hmm. the Nihil make their way in, Mm -hmm. and they've got this dark creature Mm -hmm. with them. So my question is, so you talked about reading a comic book series about investigating a murder, Mm -hmm. the murder of Loden Greatstorm. Mm -hmm. So does that investigator not figure out? What happens? Uh, issue five, which is the final issue, just came out. Okay. <laughs> um, and I also, I believe the fifth issue might actually take place after this book. Oh, okay. I could look. That would um, make sense. Because the investigation is ongoing and it almost it almost seems like 
the issues as they're coming out take place at that point and wherever wherever everything else is out. It seems like they're doing a pretty good job. Um, I read the first three. And then after I read the third one, I just decided to wait till it was done to finish it. Because I was like, you know, the fourth one's going to have some huge cliffhanger. Um, in the comics, they have seen the creature. I forget what it was called. I told you what it was called, and then I immediately forgot what it was called. Mm. It is called. Okay, yeah, it is called the Great Leveler. They did encounter it again in the comics, and it was. Um, you remember the two twins, mm-hmm. like Tarek and Sarah? Uh, one saw it and and turned partially to stone, but because they're mentally linked, the other one also turned partially to stone. Or cal- I guess they say they were calcified or whatever. Okay. And there was a brief, because I wondered how they were going to handle it in the book for people that haven't read the comics, because they kept mentioning, well, this happened to Loden, this happened to Loden, this happened mm-hmm. to Loden. And then later in the book, there's a just a tiny mention of, of the twins. Of the twins also yeah. were affected by it. The but in that series isn't over yet. So I it, there's like we don't know what's gonna happen to them because they were racing back to Starlight with them on board, I think. Gotcha. So um but the weird thing is they show it in the comics, but I think and I could be wrong, they show it as the people see it, but they're being affected by it. So you don't really know if what they're seeing is what they're seeing. Okay. And the second to last comic ends with them as they're getting closer to Starlight. Um, Avar senses its presence and you see how every everything around her looks to her and everyone looks like a monster. So maybe what they showed in the comics wasn't actually the monster. It was it could have been um, I forget the Jedi's name, but Skier's apprentice seeing him. So I don't think they've actually shown it anywhere because even on Wikipedia, there's no photo listed okay. for it and they could have pulled something. So I think they're still not letting us know what this thing looks like. Yeah, yeah. And I know this is jumping ahead a little bit, but before I forget, since we're on the subject of the Great Leveler, did I did I hear this correctly later in the book? Does Martian say like, I lost, he lost his creature, but he can make more? He can find more. He knows find where to more. get more. Okay, he can yeah. get more. Okay, so I wasn't sure if he was like cloning them or um if he was like breeding them but right, there are yeah. more so that's mm-hmm. interesting that's not something see i thought I, I guess when he went to get the first one i just assumed that was it that was yeah. the one cuz he knew where to go look and so that's interesting mm-hmm. that that pretty much i think that tells us where we're going in in phase 2 yeah they're going to have a hard time uh-huh cuz that, that that's something i wondered about too like this is his this is his prized possession at this point based on what it does to jedi I was shocked that he would send it into Starlight because what if it and goes wrong? What if they it, yeah. capture it or, you know, what if they send it out a an airlock? But once that happened, I was like, okay. And, and it happened so fast. I'm like, he either said he could get more or make more or something. I was like, okay, I want to make sure I heard that right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that was interesting the way he did um, all these like the the fake attacks essentially. And then during, you know, it was a real attack, but it wasn't his primary target and while everyone was escaping he slipped some nihil in there to infiltrate it was a great plan it was a very good plan not not to say that i approve no but it was very well thought out it was thought out we talked about before in our episode light of the jedi i love a smart villain Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and i because I, i i appreciate it when the villain's plan works without us having to accept the heroes doing something really stupid or being mm-hmm. too dumb to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I will say that the the timeline of this book did confuse me a bit because in the prologue, they're talking about the Republic Fair was a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the book, I believe um, Afi mentions that she met Nan a few months ago. Hmm. I'm like, that that can't be right because Nan, you met over a year ago during the great disaster. Yeah. Is that right. what you called it? Yeah. So interesting. That threw me off a bit. I was also wondering when does the Tempest Runner take place in regards to this? Because we hear Avar mention, well, I, I did it. I caught her just okay. as <laughs> Starlight's about to like well, fall I, apart. I, I can tell you that if you don't mind being spoiled. That sure. is in the comics. So uh, Tempest Runner, I believe, takes place between, it's probably considered part of Wave 2, or Wave two it, okay. but it bas- basically takes place where we reviewed it. It's, it's kind of in between, because somewhere in there, at the end of one of the books at the end of Wave 2, they mention Lorna D being captured, I think. But it's also kind of a throwaway line. Then yeah. you do all of Tempest Runner, and she escapes again at the end. Um, so when when the comics pick up at the same time as this is going on, they still think she's the eye. They go to the Great Hall to defeat the 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 Nihil and to well capture or kill Lorna, and Avar Chris does capture her. So when they're coming back to Starlight, she has her in custody, and that's why she's like we. And they still think she's in charge. And and I'm guessing we won't we won't in the final comic we'll see where. Um, maybe maybe they'll get to see where Marcion makes his announcement at the end, and that's when suddenly they realize this person that we had isn't isn't in charge. Gotcha. But yes, she believes she. That's why she comes back feeling victorious. Like I did mm-hmm. it. We defeated them. I have their leader. Doesn't realize that that's not their leader. I can't remember, and maybe you do. Was there a point in any of the books that specified why the Jedi thought she was the leader? I just, all of a sudden, I kept reading that they thought she was leader. It must have just been like they were were getting bad intel, or they probably caught some Nihil that reported up to her, and they're like, she's our leader. They don't, but they didn't talk about the eye. Yeah, it never explained that to us. Because the other storms just, or the other, you know, the other groups just kept getting destroyed and wiped out and their leader killed. So that's true. um, it, It must just be the only one they knew of, or who knows? Maybe it had to do with when they captured her, but they didn't realize they had her. They thought, this was the leader and is dead. And then they realized they had her all along and she got away, but she would have never mentioned Marcion. She wouldn't have told them that there's somebody bigger. So I, I, that's one thing I wasn't clear on. Like why exactly do they think she's in charge? They just keep telling us they think she's in charge, but I guess it's just, that's the best Intel they have. And he Mm -hmm. has been very careful not to reveal himself until, until now. Yeah. And I got to say the, the whole beginning of the book where all of these Jedi are doubting, their their feelings as to what's going on there's something odd happening on starlight mm-hmm. oh it was so frustrating <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and just every little thing that happened like didn't the droid go on the ship that thought it had wrath tars and and then yeah. it was just kind of like oh well everything's fine here and i was like no <laughs> everything yep. is not fine mm-hmm. it's not gonna be wrath tars <laughs> you can't you can't leave everything up to droids guys come on <laughs> I don't want to mention this now. I'm going to save it for the end, but remind me to bring up the Rathars again at the end. Sure. I have a very important question for you, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it happens at the end. Okay. 
so let's talk about some of the characters that we lost. Oh boy. Okay. Where they were we hard. They were hard. Yeah. So so I think we we didn't start unless I'm wrong, we didn't really start losing people until they went in search of the monster, but they didn't even know there was a monster. Like yes. weren't they just They they all of the Jedi on Starlight Beacon could tell finally something was, that something, something was off, is right? off and right. we need to investigate it in between so, all of the other tasks that we have to do. So who did we lose first? I'm trying to remember the order. Regild. Regild, yes. And um followed quickly by a disabled um I was just gonna say, what's Bell's new mentor? I didn't write it down. Oh my gosh. Um But that was the second one, but she didn't die, but she She didn't die. She got yeah, basically paralyzed or put into a coma essentially, right? And then Orla, I think. Is that is that the right order? Mm-hmm. Okay. And and so that was crazy. I'm like, okay, they're going to send like, what, three of them out on this mission and you're going to lose one. I know you're going to have to lose one and then the others are going to come back and then they're going to know what they're up against. And it's basically they lost everybody, even though, I mean, the, the third might get, come out of it. Might. We don't even know. At this point, nobody's come out of it. So Indira I wasn't expecting it. That's there we go, Indira. And I also was very surprised by that because I'm like, they're not going to just kill off another master, his his second master. And th- I they mean, might. That's when I was like, <laughs> they might. When they did that, I'm like, okay, so no one is safe. Mm-hmm. Nobody Nobody's is safe. safe. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought that might be the whole thing. Like, he might have gone after them to try to save her and because he's so upset about Loden. But it's like, nope, he's going to, he may lose another one mm-hmm. here. And, um, So that was quick right yeah, there. So Indira gets incapacitated. Uh, she gets sent uh-huh. up to the hospital wing. Then we lose Orla. Uh-huh. Then we send Master Nibesek to go uh-huh. check up on Orla. Then the beacon starts falling apart. Right. And that's Buryaga's yes. master, correct? Okay. See, I'm starting yes. to fall. That one that name I remembered. Then we lose everybody <laughs> who is on the you know, the northern part. The top, the top of the yeah. Starlight Beacon, aside from whoever Avar was able to save. Sure. We did not find yes. out who, but uh, I'm pretty sure Master Maru, the one who was Master organizing Maru. everything, he was on the, mm-hmm. the top part. Mm-hmm. And then Buryaga. Okay, so that's, now Now here's where we get, where I wanted to ask you about. I mean, Bell, Bell is I'm not convinced. Hopeful. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I am not convinced. I'm not convinced, and I will not tell you why. Not confirmed until we see a body. That, and also, all right. <clears throat> so, remember I told you about the little kid books? With the picture books, with the okay. stickers? He's the main character. All of the books are retell the adult book from his point of view. Okay. So, I read this one to see how they handle that. In fact, I'm going to read it to you. Okay. see what you think. <laughs> Just this, I mean, they're, they're mostly pictures, but I'm going to read you this line. You tell me if this gives you some hope. Okay. Okay. I mean, I was so, I was very upset by that, and just in general. And then when they gave us some hope, like, I'm going to keep looking. I was like, well, maybe that's why, that's part of the reason they had him lose his master, kind of lose his, his new master, so that he's got the resolve to keep looking when everyone else gives mm-hmm. up, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And then the the little kid book came out. So I, I downloaded it onto my Kindle so I could see how they handle the supposed death of Briaga. In the cargo bay, fearsome Rathtars, also brought on board by the Nihil, had escaped and were attacking Bur- uh, were attacking. Briaga powered up his lightsaber and tried to hold them off while Master Elzar used his connection to the force to open cargo bay doors. At first, it seemed as if it wouldn't work, but finally the doors slid open uh, and the refugee ships, ships were able to escape, carrying their passengers to safety. And then in quotes, says Buryaga, it was only then that Master Elzar realized Buryaga was missing. The Rathtars had taken him before the doors opened. But there was no time to look for him. The station was about to crash into the planet. So all of a sudden, the main character then switches and it becomes like it starts telling the story from Elzar's point of view. Interesting. Master Elzar hurried for the last working escape pod. He had to leave the station before it was destroyed. The remains of Starlight Beacon were breaking up as they entered the atmosphere. The escape pod shot from blah, blah, blah. Okay. Last page. I'm skipping sure. ahead. The Nihil plot had worked. Starlight Beacon had been destroyed. Bell knew, though, that the Jedi had saved all the refugees and um, hospital patients. We will work together to rebuild, Master Elzar, said Master Elzar. The Jedi could still be relied on to save people all over the galaxy. First, though, Bell had a job to do. His friend Buryaga was still missing. I'll find you, Buryaga, he said. I promise. Okay. You can't end a kid's book saying, I'm going to go find him, and in the next book... Because it looks like the next book, Bell is probably going to be the main right. character for the yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. And then he doesn't find him. Like when, yeah, when he supposedly got killed by Rathars and they didn't, it wasn't explicitly mm-hmm. shown. And just the fact that he's the, he's the hero of the ch- children's, not even the young adult book, the little kid picture books. I'm like, he's got to be alive. He's just got to. So I'm holding out yeah. hope. Yeah, me too. This is, um, what's his name? Des Ryden all over again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I'm with yeah. Bell. No no death until you see Don't the give body. Up. And I think that ties in well with with what he experienced with his first yeah. master where everybody was just like, No, he's gone. Stop worrying about it. And he didn't. And then he's been torturing himself that he was out there this whole time mm-hmm. and I could have been looking mm-hmm. for him. And I think that this will help him get some kind of closure with that, that he was the one person that didn't give on give up on Buryaga. Now where he could be who yeah, knows? how the heck does he survive <laughs> that? So let's say he gets pulled sure. in somewhere behind an airlock, defeats yeah. the Rathtars, and then gets his own escape pod, but doesn't check in? Don't think so. So Who knows? is he stuck in the bottom of the ocean, hmm. trying to make his way out because they crashed and they fell into the ocean and he survived the crash? Maybe. Yeah. There's a lot of unanswered questions here. Yeah. But I, I would be... I would be shocked to my core if they kill him at this point. <laughs> just it, that's just, I don't know how you come back from that in the kids book right. that we never explain that away. Yeah. In the, in the adults book, you could get away with it. Like, sure. We wanted you mm-hmm. to think he was still alive. Right. Right. But, right. You know, just to give you false hope because we're cruel like that. <laughs> well, it goes back to like when I told you about the little golden book adaption yeah, yeah. of the force awakens and it's like Han Solo fell. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. Then you and then in the next little golden book, you don't mention Han Solo at all. But the problem is they end this book with Bell saying, I'm gonna go find mm-hmm. him. And so they can't do the next book and have him go, Well, Bell didn't find yep. him. Turns out he really was yep. dead. Sorry, kids. So <sighs> hope springs a turn. Yeah. I mean, that was the one 
positive from all of that. And we we still haven't mentioned the other big yeah. death, but that was the one thing when when that ended. I'm like, okay, I feel like they're because I was very upset when that when that happened. I'm like, until they say he's dead, I'm holding out yep. hope. Um, and when I read the little kids book, I go, I feel better now. I feel like we're gonna get one of them back. Then we get um, allegedly Leox. Mm-hmm. Leox, that right. was hard too. That was because I. I was pretty sure he was actually dead because because of the fact that they set up the possibility of Geode. Like when he takes the shot, uh, I was like, oh, maybe maybe that was their bait and switch. Like they set us up to think like, you know, that it's not going to be mm-hmm. Affy. But I was like, OK, so Geode takes the shot. You're like, oh, no, Geode's going to die. And it's like, no, no, he doesn't get killed by that. And then they just kill off somebody else. Like that's that's a common trope, a little bait and yeah. switch of make you think it's going to be one. And so when he fell, I'm like, that's what they were expecting us okay and now, so i'm sitting i have a question for you sorry just uh tell me his name again leox leox okay who do you picture as leox that's hard um like like celebrity wise yeah like if someone was gonna play leox not who would you okay. want i'm just i want to know if this translates at all in the written word to the audio okay book. Uh, I kind of picture, but with a ponytail, and I don't even recall if they said he has a ponytail, but in my head, he's got a mm-hmm. ponytail. Probably does. Um, <laughs> Professor Lockhart. <laughs> really? <laughs> but oh, like wow. kind of a younger okay. version, you know, blonde, not fancy clothes, obviously, but like okay. that kind of facial structure, Okay. Uh, kind of piratey looking in a way. Yeah. Yeah, so the first time we met him, I, I was thinking more like piratey ship captain for whatever reason. And I will have to go back and see if it was the same um, narrator. I don't think it was because this time around, the narrator kept saying Marcion Row. And in all the previous books, except for one, they were saying Marcion. Okay. So I, I think it might be someone different. His choice, the voice for um, for Leox had a little bit of a Matthew McConaughey to it. <laughs> but wait, later in the book, and maybe this is why he chose it, later in the book, Leox literally says, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> he dies. And when that happened, I was like, okay, this is intentional now. This is totally intentional. <laughs> and so obviously there's no way to know for sure that if the author had Matthew McConaughey in mind, but the narrator sure did. I bet you when he was figuring out how to do the, how he was going to voice each he person, that he probably got to that one. Like, went, oh, oh <laughs> note to self. Do this in, the, and it's not, you know, it's not a straight up Matthew McConaughey impersonation. Mm-hmm. It's just enough. And, and then when he got that to that line, I couldn't picture him any other okay. way. So <laughs> that was to me was hilarious. Cause it was so weird. I'm like, I have not pictured him looking like, mcconaughey this whole time and all of a sudden it's just enough and then he says that line i'm like oh now i'll never i'll never never be able to not see it ever yeah you know (laughs) now that we've listened to the tempest runner i am reading marcion's voice in that softer yeah yeah and that's one thing i think i mentioned this too that's been consistent through all the audiobooks i've read that they've done his voice in that that way so that to me seems intentional or the, the person that did the first audiobook set the tone and the others mm-hmm. followed, but it has been very consistent. So yeah, I can't hear him any other way. Yeah. So when he, he flew out of the ship, I was like, okay, no, no, wait, hold on. We still have hope because Bell yeah. was out there. Maybe Bell caught him. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, that was one thing I thought is maybe, yeah, maybe someone else was going to mm-hmm. catch him. But but to find out that he had a parachute all along, <laughs> that was just great. And it, it really fit in with the whole like, well, I like to do things old fashioned. And he right. would come it in with that with backup plan of like, totally. if my magnetic gloves fail out on me, I have mm-hmm. a parachute on. <laughs> but maybe tell your friends that just in case so they don't worry mm-hmm. that you're dead. Okay. It's funny because when I was reading this, so I went into it, you know, we had been talking about, okay, there's going to be, at one point we just said, oh, okay, they could do these, they're doing these in waves, it'd be like three books and then a break and then three books and a break and three books and a break. They could go on forever. And I think, I'm pretty sure you were the first one to tell me, like, it's three phases, right? Well, I know you told me phases and I just don't remember three if I looked up and saw that. that in was, a phase. Yeah. Right. But there's also three total phases. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And they all have names. The first one is called Light of the Jedi. And then mm, I think it might be like Path of the Jedi and Quest of the Jedi, something okay. like that. The, the, the phases have names. Now, that's not to say that they won't decide, hey, this is still going strong. Mm-hmm. Let's do four, five, six. But once I saw, because I, I know I found out that they were doing three phases before I started this book. So I started to think like, maybe this book won't be a total bummer because it's it's the third it's the it's the end of the first of a trilogy so the bummer will be the next one (laughs) you know i was thinking well in the second one like starlight gets destroyed and everyone dies and i got to the end of this i'm like ouch wow they are ending this on a downer i mean it's not like the jedi are extinct like martian would would have Mm -hmm. preferred but they took a beating they did and and nobody is safe in these books no that's how you know nobody's safe well we'll get to we'll talk more about Mm, that the big one Right. Okay. Our next death that we have is Chancy Arrow. Right. Which was just, I had to stop reading for a second and just comprehend. That they did that. Yeah. They're just like, he just walked in and oh just like, God. oh, Nihil, you're that dead. I killed someone. <laughs> uh huh. Didn't he like even just take an arm off and then realize what he's yeah. done? You know, no, she he tells him, like, cut no. Her in half. Nope. Killed her. And he's got to deal with that. And that's, going to make for a very interesting phase yeah. two that he's going to be dealing because with by this. killing her he prevented starlight from being able to fix its thrusters all the yep. way yep mm. very un-jedi like to assume right off the bat that these people were trying to destroy everything right right and just um just not what you would expect from a book set in this period where they always talk about how perfect the Jedi mm-hmm. are. You know, it, it almost feels like until now, it's always been like, well, the Jedi were always perfect until Anakin came along. <laughs> He's the only one that, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like post Jedi and Sith war, then they just had peace and they were all just, they just sat around and meditated and they, and they never did anything wrong, you know? And he just went in there and was like, no, nah, you're dead. And, and as a result, there were real consequences, yeah. not not some conse- like almost consequences, but luckily somebody else saved the day and now he can just not tell anyone ever. He's got to deal with that. So that was huge. Mm-hmm. That was massive. And I was shocked they did that. And like, obviously it was sad, but also like, I'm glad they're making these things count. These are mm-hmm. huge. Like the, the, the stakes, the consequences of, of their actions are going to be massive. And he's not going to be able to keep that a secret forever. Yeah. Because then why put yeah. in the book? All right, mm. our final one. 
Oh boy. <laughs> they killed one of the big three. Quit wait, 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 before. Did did the senator survive? That's what I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He decided that's, not to kill her I was, for a while till she that's right. proved her. I, I looked was up done. I looked up uh Senator Staros and Chansey at the same time, and I was trying to remember which one it said died, or if it said they I knew it said Chansey died. I wasn't sure if it also spoiled the death of that one for me. But that that's what I was looking up around the same gotcha. time. I was like, wait a minute, did she die? Because I remember she figured out like the the thing with the droids and he's switching over to have droids run his ship. So I wasn't I couldn't remember. Yeah, because as he's he doing his like big a, announcement, she like gasps or something in the background and he's like, you know what? Right. Maybe that'll become useful because they'll right. hear her voice, they'll figure out it's her and Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's right. I couldn't remember what happened to her. I knew she was starting to put together that, you know. Maybe she was a little in over. Yeah, her come head. on, Senator Soros. <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? And I think I told you this too. Like, so I finally started catching up on um, all the other Star Wars comics that take place during the. Right now, they're in they're in the area between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi, and so there's been a Staros character this whole time, and so I looked to see if they are related, and they are. But I've been impressed with how much the other comic books are putting little winks and nods to this. Um, they like, they talk about Nihil, old Nihil tech being auctioned off. And like, there's just all this little stuff that it's, they, they've done it in such a way. And because some of these writers are writing those, those comics right. as well, but it's been fun that they are doing it in a way that if you have no idea what they're talking about, you're just like, whatever, that's just star Wars techno battle, yeah, you know, or they're line. just mentioning planets. Yeah. But if you, if you do know, at one point they landed on a they were on a planet where like i think i can't remember if the path drives failed or something but basically there were a bunch of ships that were stuck like in a in the mountainside or something because they just popped out in the wrong place or something mm-hmm. and so they were investigating all these old nihil ships and there was a hole where the path drive was supposed to be and they were trying to find it and i'm like oh i know what that is I can't but it's wait just been very cool references in all of our live action shows, you know, like yes. Boba Fett or The Mandalorian. Just, something. Just some like, yeah, they found some old Nihil tech or. Mm-hmm. A drinkier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Just to just to see a reference of something that popped up in these books first, as opposed to like when right. we were talking about um, uh, episode seven, where they mentioned mm-hmm. they get the, the stat, the, the map piece from. Right. What's his name? Santeca. There you go, Santeca. Yeah, Santeca yeah. popped up first in episode seven, at least as far as we're uh-huh. aware. Um, so I can't wait till we see something that was like, nope, that was in the High Republic first. We read it there first, first yes, and then it yes. showed up. <laughs> and I will assume you've been watching Boba Fett. Yes, uh, okay. but not the last. No spoilers. Uh, no, I okay. won't say anything. Don't worry. But you just there are they are there. They haven't drawn anything from this era, but they have absolutely been drawing from the comics. And so it's like, well, it's only a matter of time Mm -hmm. because there's no that the people behind these shows are not going, well, people don't know what that is. Now, it doesn't matter. You put it anyways. The people that do know will be like, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. And the people that don't, you do it in such a way that you don't need to know. So, yeah. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) The constellation. Uh The constellation has died. We lose Jedi Council member, poster boy of the Jedi, mm-hmm. Stellan Geos. I didn't think that was possible, but they did it. 
and no I one is I didn't think the three of them would make it through this whole event. It's the storyline. I didn't think they'd make it. I I saw this as perhaps like you come into it and they're like the big three. And over the course of the entire three phases, it's the like passing of the baton to these new kids you're meeting, you know? In hindsight, I'm not that surprised that they killed one of them off in this book because so much mm-hmm. happened. It's kind of unrealistic that that all of them would make it out when you figure one of them, you know, the the fact that he stayed behind and he sacrificed himself, you know, like, it all makes sense. It just, I didn't really expect it. I wasn't shocked by it, really. Because because they made it make sense. So it's like, as we're getting closer to that happen, I, you know, I start to accept like, no, he's not going to make it. But But I didn't expect it going mm-hmm. in. I thought they would last maybe to the middle. Like I thought that would be the big middle part of the trilogy is we've lost, we've lost these three great Jedi. We all have to step up kind of thing, but nope, nope. One's out. Yeah. And just everything he was dealing with, with the way he talked to Avar and his pride and all of this stuff. And so they're all kind of a mess. Like the three of them are in trouble Mm -hmm. because she ran off against orders. She's probably going to have to deal with, well, yeah, and well, she's, I think she's more starlight, probably so also going to need to be a marshal of anything. Yeah, but I think there were there may she like we already talked about like what Elzar is going to go through because he screwed up. Stellan's gone now, but with with Avar, I wonder if she'll have to wrestle with what if I hadn't left, a you know gone against orders, and if I had stayed, could I have been more help? Right. She'll never know. Like even if even if it's wrong, maybe things would have been worse if she had stayed, but she'll never know. So, I think those two are just going to be in a bad place. I don't know if the next phase picks up a couple months later, like the other ones have, or maybe we jump forward a couple years. Like I doubt it. I don't think Martian's done. I don't think he would lay low for right. a few years. Yeah. But, um, it was interesting. This, this really did feel like the middle of a trilogy, like where everything goes wrong. And then how do we come back from this in the finale? And they just served it up right mm-hmm. off the bat. Like end of the first first chapter so this is nuts i wasn't expecting this much carnage i didn't i wasn't 100 percent sure when this started if if starlight is supposed to still exist and like it's abandoned you know like i i didn't and obviously when this book came out just the name and 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 it started to feel like oh the station's not going to make it and then of course it got spoiled for me but but when this series started, I thought Starlight Beacon would at least make it until the end or at least till the middle, you know, but it was just only it didn't live very long. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, it really makes sense. It's called Light of the Jedi and it was supposed to be their their beacon of light. And. Then some some really, you know, this new un, un, un uh, unknown villain comes in and that's that's where they target it, it's really made sense. It's just shocking to me, like how, how little starlight was actually mm-hmm. a thing. They could have done the thing where it's like starlight beacon has been here for 300 years and then we're just catching the end, but you get, you go all the way from the, we built it uh, and we built it. We had the ceremony, like the, yeah. uh, the, you know, um, launching it, moving it from station or from planet to planet to save people. And then it's just gone. And, whoa. So and it, it just, might take out a planet really on me- its way. And it might take out a planet. And it, so it's really made me wonder, like, what on earth do they have in store for us in phase yeah. two? Because those were big yes. stakes. You introduced this thing and you've already destroyed it. So, I, I got to say. And, and go ahead. 
how do you go? Sorry. <laughs> one more thing. How do you go even bigger than that then yeah. in phase three? So that was, yeah. those were all my thoughts, but. I gotta say that reading this makes episodes seven, eight, and nine even more frustrating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because it's don't get like, me started. You have all of these amazing ideas and these amazing writers who can come up with such a convoluted plot that's gonna carry us for however many years these mm-hmm. three phases or more take. And you went and you rewrote episodes four, five, and six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I um, So if we get an episode 10, it better be a completely yeah. brand new story that, you know, mimics well, the High and Republic I, and, and the complicated. I, I feel like here. I just feel like Star Wars is better off on TV at this point. Yeah. I think you can tell more involved yeah. stories. You don't have to feel so. We'll go on. We have to go on a little film. Sure, for sure. <laughs> because just a couple days ago on a, a Sunday afternoon. I don't know. I don't even know what channel we were watching was showing seven, eight. Well, we, we turned TV on and seven was on and it was on with commercials, but whatever. Just like, just have something on. So I'm sitting there watching force awakens, not realizing that as soon as it ends, uh, the last Jedi starts. I'm like, okay, just keep watching, you know? And then when that ended, the rise of Skywalker came out, I'm like, just keep watching. So we came in late for force awakens. We, we didn't finish, but essentially watched almost the entire trilogy. And I just felt frustrated again. It's just, it's so weird because I like all three of the movies individually. Mm-hmm. I think there were there's good things about them. They were really fun. I watched the first one like 20 plus times mm-hmm. in the theater because it was just like, oh my God, new Star Wars. This is amazing. Um, it's just, it doesn't sit well with me over time because of the way they were written. Because they thought, oh, we're going to do a trilogy. We'll have three different people write it. And then we're going to fire the third one and bring back the first one. And it just feels disjointed. It wasn't one yeah. vision. And it annoys me that with something as large as Star Wars, that you didn't sit down and write out three episodes. We're going to do this, then we're going to do this, and then we're going to mm-hmm. do this. So you brought, and, and that's why I like each one of them individually. And then when you put them all together, it's a big mess because one person said, I'm going to do this. And the next person says, nope, we're going to take a left turn, which I thought it was a cool turn. I thought they were really good ideas. And then the next person came in and said, we're going to turn back. And you watch it and you really does feel, it feels like it's written by three three different people, even though it's two. But it just feels like with the turns, mm-hmm. it's like we're course correcting and we're switching back. And you read these, which is written by five different people. And aside from occasionally going, okay, well, this character belongs to that person. They're, that's their baby. You know, like they're going to use them. For the most part, I forget who's writing yeah. half the time. Especially when I jump from books to comics. Like they mix and match and they do such a good job of. Those five, I was reading an article in Star Wars Insider Magazine about how they went on a retreat together. And just plotted plotted stuff yeah. out, and there's a photo of like the five of them, and then I, whoever like their basically their handler or their contact with Lucasfilm is, you know, like the six people that were mapping this whole thing out for months before they even got started. And you started. can tell that they've and thought like this, this stuff through. You're not having two characters show up or one character show up totally. in two different places, and and from what I understand, the guy at Lucasfilm, of course, I forget his name, pitched this like general idea long ago, and probably like right after the Disney purchase. It was like, we'll do a series of books set, you know, way in advance and everything will tie together. Like the books, comics, short stories, the manga, like um, something else too. Because I've been reading the short stories now. I'm almost caught up on all the short stories. I had to go track down the two issues of the magazine that I was missing, which I wanted to tell you about something there too that might come back to bite them all. <laughs> um, but, and it got shot down and it was like, well, maybe later. And he went back and pitched it again. And I don't remember exactly why. I guess maybe maybe it was like, well, they're done. The movies are done. 
you know, the trilogy is over. They're switching to TV. Like, is now a good time? And he finally got the green light and they they assembled their their dream team of writers. They called him like, I think they, I'm pretty sure, and we talked about this when we did, when you did all the author backgrounds, but I think they had all written Star Wars yes. before. And they picked like their their five that was their dream team of authors to work together. And they worked all this stuff yeah, out. Yeah, makes such a great And job. you can tell watching those three movies now that they did not do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they had a general idea of where they would hand the baton, but everybody had the freedom to just go do your own thing. And I guess it's because at that point they didn't think, well, and then we're going to hand it back. So where do you want things to be at by that point? They just said, oh, three movies, everybody make your own movie. And yeah, I, I am 100% with you. These books make me get like a glimpse of what those movies yeah. could have been. Yeah. You should have gotten and I'm not a hater. I think involved. they're those are fine, but they should have been they should have been amazing. I think that the Marvel movies came in and became the new mm-hmm. standard of like what what could be. And and that's why I think by the time you get to Rise of Skywalker, I felt like it fell flat because we'd already seen Endgame. And if you think about the I don't know if, if I've ever talked to you about this, but the end of Rise of Skywalker shares a lot of moments with Endgame and it didn't hit as hard. Um yeah. When yeah. when Poe's flying and they're like, no one's coming. And then all of a sudden everyone comes. That is straight up. Yeah, that cap. is. Yeah. On your right. On your right? left. That's the same thing. <laughs> oh, on your left. Sorry. Whatever. Well, you know, I'm in the audience. So they were on the other side. <laughs> on your left. Right. Okay. But it when, didn't hit that hard. I forget what she says when she's holding the lightsabers and 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 Palpatine's shooting the light t- or the electricity at her. She has a line that is very similar to when Tony's like, I'm Iron Man and does does his own snap. It's those. It's the same beats. It's the same moments. I don't. I. I'm not trying to say they ripped them off because they were being made generally at the mm-hmm. same time. But it worked so much better yeah. in Endgame than it you did. Wove these like, stories it was a good moment together so much better. Yeah. So uh, it just it 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 made me sad when I watched Rise of Skywalker and went, "Hey, that's the same kind of moment in Endgame," and I liked it. Didn't it? Didn't punch as hard for me and i wish that it did because i've been such a star wars fan Mm -hmm. my life and yet these books like they're doing doing it it. so and i cannot wait until these get adapted to the live screen something just give us something even if it's like you know eventually we do a uh you know we don't do a full adaptation but you could do a disney plus show that takes place concurrently Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know give us a bunch of new jedi and like here's what they were doing during that time but i want to see this absolutely and I, I wouldn't even mind if they wait till it's over so that the, because sure. my fear is whenever there's a, a live action component, then everything else has to take its cues from that. Like, well, no, you can't write about that because we might use right. it in the show. Or people really so like that, the books that actor. Thing. So we have to keep that actor or, alive. I, I would even be fine. I mean, because this, it'd be kind of a compromise, but I'd be fine with it if it's like, once we finish the phases, the next part of this story will be told in live action. So we might get like these kids these Jedi kids or some of them are, are teenagers like see their exploits as they grow up. That's next. But I hope that they do something in this yeah. time period. Cause I thought that that show, the acolyte was going to be in this. And the more I read about it, I feel like it's a little later, like many, many, many years later, it's still considered like high Republic era, but it says it's at the end of the high gotcha. Republic. And I don't think you, that they consider this the end of the high Republic. Cause I have to believe that the book series will end on a hopeful note. Yeah, I would hope so. It won't just be, it's not going to be revenge of the Sith. Right. You know? Mm. so good it's so good and it made me so sad when i saw that the next books the next part doesn't start until october (laughs) but but (laughs) 
But man, I mean, you know, the story was very the summary of what happens in this book. Like the Nihil attacks Starly Beacon and they win. It's that's that's basically yeah. what happens, but it was very intricate and thought out and well planned and the way that all the different pieces you know worked together and having um having Nan and uh Chansey on there and what happens with Elzar like I didn't expect that at all. So I I was just kind of blown away with how they did it. Um and one of the things I know we're talking about the movies I meant to say this too when you watch Rise of Skywalker it just feels like they tried to cram too much like it moves too mm-hmm. fast. There's too much going on. And it's just like, "Oh, by the way, there's a map to get to this." And there's what I love about these books and why I say that I think that the future of Star Wars will be on TV is because you can take your time. And that's what I'm enjoying about this is they can take their time. They're setting all this stuff up over. I mean, phase one, if you even if you ignore the comic books, phase one is, is going to be in nine books. And then the comics fill in an entire different story with 31 plus the side stories. Like it's just a mm-hmm. lot. And you can have so much fun and develop the people and care about them. Cause you know, I kind of wondered when it started, how much am I going to care about these Jedi? They're brand, everybody's brand new. And then it turned out like the one person that we actually know is the one I want to see the least. I don't really care to see Yoda in yeah. this. Nothing against yeah, him, but I don't but need him. I, I'm, I'm so in, into the new, the new people, the new mm-hmm. cast that I don't need him. I'm, I was glad one of the comics, they had him go off on his own. And I'm, I'm sure eventually we find out what he's going to be doing, but right now I'm good. Like he's just, mm-hmm. he's gone. He's missing. Yeah. Mm, so yeah, good. I agree. <laughs> and just like the, the storylines that you're getting are so, I don't want to say original because, um, some, like I, I got definitely like vibes from other movies and stuff that I've seen, but original as far as like Star Wars goes for sure. In yeah. universe. Yeah. For sure. And because you get so many characters, like everybody's dealing with their own thing and none of them are exactly mm-hmm. the same. And you've had everybody dealing with their, the force in their own way and everybody, the ones that are dealing with their doubts or being disconnected in the comics, um, the character Skier you find out why he's disconnected from the force. It's like, he's got a disease that's keep like, you know, breaking down his body's ability to talk to the force. Like everybody's got mm-hmm. their thing. And so nobody is a carbon copy of, uh, there's no Luke, there's no Anakin. There's, you know, it's just, we've come up with some really original stuff. And what would it, what would it be like if there were tons and tons of Jedi? And because there's so many different books, you have time to spend with each mm-hmm. of them and get to know them all. And that's the, that's another great thing. It's like you had these three that, like you said, the constellation, the big three, it, it wasn't, it's not really about it's them. It's not, yeah. There's so many other great characters like that I want to keep reading that, about. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love those characters, but it's almost like they're saying, hey, these are the three that everyone would expect to save the day. And mm-hmm. they don't. <laughs> well, he did. He saved a whole continent. I, I'm thinking the, the bigger, yeah, like yeah. In, in the end, <laughs> it's not going to be, they, they're not going to be the last three versus Marshawn Rowe right, at the end, yeah. you know. I think it it it's really going to be about all of the rest of them stepping mm-hmm. up and playing to their strengths. Mm. I so glad we've recorded this so I can start the next book tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to get confused of what happens when, so I was like don't open yep. that book. I went to Barnes and Noble and it was I was there to pick up something else cuz usually I get them on Amazon and I was there and I was like, "Well, they put it out a few days early." Buy it, but don't read it. Buy it, but don't read it. Don't open it. Because <laughs> I think I had literally just finished Fallen Star that day, and I'm like, oh my god, it's here. Don't read it. All right, there's one other character that I want to talk about before we start to wrap up. Oh, sure. And that's mm-hmm. the droid 4-5. <laughs> 
Oh my god, the one that the Elzar bought for Selwyn? The practical joke droid, yes. Yes. I don't really have anything in and particular he... to say about him. I just love that little... It was just a nice yeah. touch. That was fantastic. Did he end up back with Stellan at the end? I mean, with yes. Elzar at the end? Yeah, Where did he end up? because Stellan yeah, sent him out on an escape pod and gave him his lightsaber and said, give this to Elzar. Right. Oh, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And that was a nice yeah. touch, too. Like, that's how you knew. That's how you knew that he wasn't coming back. It wasn't a bait and switch. We we're going to find out later. Like, he knew he yep. was done. Mm. And you, you got to think about well, how exhausted was, he was because of his encounter with, which we now know is called the Great Leveler. Right. But also, I think it's a good touch in that it didn't leave Elzar wondering, like, well, maybe Stellan's still alive. We can find him. It's that was he knew what he was doing and he's not coming back yeah. from that. And and you won't have him wondering if they could go find him. I like that they're doing that with Bell. I think it serves his character. But you can't do that yeah, with everybody. Yeah. You can't have a book like this and then go, well, maybe everyone yeah. survived. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so before we I have start... have to wonder, are we going to lose one of the big three in each phase? Oh, man. <laughs> it, you, know, it does, you know, it kind of feels like whenever... Well, and I mean, it relates to Star Wars too, but like, it's like when you uh, have sequels years later... And you bring back the legacy characters only to kill mm-hmm. them off. Like these are the legacy characters from stories we yeah. don't know. Because they were already the big names when this yes. begins, right? They were the big, they're the big three. They 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 set them up to sound like, hey, these are our three main characters. Everyone knows these three. And they're close friends on top of that. And and that's what it started to make me wonder. I'm like, well, you lose Han in the first one and Luke in the second <laughs> one and Leia in the third one. I wonder if that's, you know, it's gonna be something like that. Now, now that we've lost the first one in the first in the first way or phase i didn't which i didn't expect mm-hmm. so i was like oh, I, I wonder it, if we're ever going to get wonder a series about them in their youth that would yeah. be amazing that would be fantastic and that's 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 totally something i think you could do as a show when this is yeah. over. maybe you don't go what happens after this you go you go back and you show them as padawans or whatever and you care about them as they grow up and then it, it's a very easy for you for you know Lucasfilm to go well if you care about these characters here's what yeah, happened next right you know go read this that'd be great okay so before we close out the show you wanted me to bring up the Rathars again oh that was gonna be a okay, Yaga. Okay. just wanted to make that's sure. just the mental note I had I'm like <laughs> I have I was like I have the little kid book here I keep calling it the little kid book because I can't remember what it was called um, well it's certainly not for adults but it's always like huh? <laughs> it's What's certainly that? not meant for adults yeah but they're always named like you know like battle on starlight beacon or something like that they like hint at which book they're from but they you know they don't tell you a whole lot but no i wanted to i wanted to make sure we came back to to him in case it didn't come up organically and it came up like two minutes later nice okay good (laughs) i gotta say you mentioned that like fallen star made you think immediately like oh the starlight beacon doesn't make it i don't know Mm -hmm. why i don't read into titles as much but to me i'm like there's gonna be a battle on starlight beacon but Uh. it's gonna be fine (laughs) Yeah, and and you know, I just realized what the title actually means. I don't know how I missed this too. They refer to themselves as three stars in mm-hmm. the constellation, and there's one. Star. I didn't catch yeah, that until yeah. right now. So it's like multiple meanings. As soon meanings. as you said that, I'm like, oh, what else could it have meant? But I wasn't put. I guess you know why? It's because when they started talking about the constellation, they kept they kept bringing it up again. The the part about Starlight Beacon being destroyed had already been spoiled. I say spoiled, mm-hmm. but for me, I spoiled it myself. I had already ruined it by accidentally going to Wikipedia, so I kept thinking of it in those terms. And if I hadn't, maybe maybe that's where my mind would have gone instead. 
and it only now occurred to me like ah fallen star yes okay they're the three stars of the constellation that totally makes sense and it doesn't say fallen stars so it was just going to be one of them who mm-hmm. will it be um and and oddly enough i think that if i if i had thought that in the beginning that's probably who i would have picked for it to be because then it would have been weird to do all that stuff with elzar and then yeah and, and then, then kill him off, him off he's, right he's got a lot to work through and also I think I kind of knew just from I didn't realize how little she'd be in it, but I kind of knew that the comics were focusing on Avar Chris. So I didn't think that they would tell her story there and then bring her back to the books to kill her right. off here. So it made sense. But I also since I didn't associate that with the book title, I didn't 100 percent really think they would go through with it i do have one unanswered question about her that i'm thinking the comics might have answered but the all throughout this book they talk about how she defeated the dengir and i'm Uh, like i didn't see that when did that happen (laughs) yes um she she formed an alliance with the huts and they okay and they hinted about that the queen yeah they they defeated the drengir queen i think which which uh, I, you know, I, I, I plan to reread them now that this is over because I'm starting to forget things like they were mentioning things. And I think at the time I was like, oh, OK, they defeated the Drengear on this planet. And then later in the books, they're like, now that the Drengear have been completely wiped out, I'm like, oh, oh, they didn't just defeat the Drengear on that planet. They are defeated them. There was something interesting, though, that I, I don't know if this is some kind of foreshadowing or if it was just a throwaway. But in one of the short stories. Uh, everybody on Starlight starts fighting with each other. And it was, they're having some kind of like botany convention and they find out it's because of one of the botanists crossbred Drengear with something else. And then when it bloomed, it like just made people lose their minds and start fighting with like their best friends and stuff. And it was quickly resolved. But it almost seemed a little too convenient when they're at the end. They're just like, that won't be a problem for us. You know, like, no big deal. And I was like, oh, because it got rid of the drug gear pretty yeah. quick. So I wonder if, you know, phase two, the this new breed, this new strain of drug gear comes back or if it was just a fun yeah, short story. Think that, like, so they, something they to brought watch it for. up in the books and they didn't really give us a resolution in the books. Right. They just keep yeah. saying they're done and they're, they're gone. Because even, yeah, in this book, they keep going, well... Something's not right. I wonder if it's the Drengear. No, the Drengear yeah. are done. But like, do, like, do you know that? They? Maybe there's another queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I wonder. Or will it be a thing that we get we get something else in mm-hmm. phase two? Like, you know, is it just going to be Martian keeps throwing different things at them? The Drengear, which you figure the Drengear couldn't have been part of his original plan because they found them right. by accident. But then he utilized them against the Jedi. Then he found his great mm-hmm. leveler. Now he knows where to find more of those, but I feel like he's got to have something yeah. else. So I, and I don't know if they would just go back to the Drengear or it'll be a surprise like halfway through the phase. Like, guess what? I had more Drengear all along. I don't know. But I don't think it'll just be Jedi Nihil from now on. I've, I liked the fact that they've introduced different things for them to be yeah, occupied yeah. with. And I, I did like, I don't, I don't even know if we mentioned this. This book kind of starts with not only they felt like, oh, she got Lorna D, it's, but they all were just kind of like, well, the Nihil's over. Like, even the people were like, the threat of the Nihil is pretty much done, right? The Jedi have cleaned them up. They're done. No big deal. It's over. Like, that's when I felt the immediate dread. Because 
I was like, no, the fair happened and no, things yeah. are bad. Yeah. <laughs> As a reader, I know. And all the people are letting their guard down. So and it'll be interesting to see where this next phase starts because nobody's going to be mm-hmm. thinking that. Yeah. So I'm excited to read the next book. <laughs> Me too. Well, especially because it's going to be like it basically takes place concurrently around the same time. It might be shortly before or shortly yeah. after, but it's not really going to feel like a sequel. It's not going to tell us what happens next. It's going to tell us what's going on while this was all happening. I bet you there's some line like towards the end, they find out that Starlight has fallen mm-hmm. or something like that. But I feel like there's a reason to come, it's coming out a month later, like to give people time to read the main. Yeah. Book. And who do we got on the cover here? It looks like. Ooh, I looked it up at one point to see who the story was about. Is this a wreath book? It could be. Let's see. Because Ram moved into the comics. Okay. From that was Crash Point, right? Okay, okay. So sent to so investigate to... our Jedi Masters, Cormac Vitus, Cantem Sai, along with Padawans, Wreath Silas, and Ram Jomamaram. Okay, so Ram is there. All right. Jomaram. Jomaram? <laughs> I'm just going to keep calling him Jomamaram. <laughs> and I wonder. Um... Chansey's daughter. Oh, uh, Sylvestri. Will she, Sylvestri, she turn up here or we just get, no I don't Sylvestri? see her name in this summary. Okay. Okay. Is there a summary for, uh, since we're teasing what's coming up next, is there also a summary for mission to disaster? Let's see. To see, get a little sneak peek of who's going to be in there. Cause I feel like some of these characters, we have to check in with every, every wave or maybe she's just off with a girlfriend. So it looks like, well, so I'm just looking on Google real quick. It looks like Walmart has its own book cover for Midnight Horizon. Target yeah. does too. For Target has Target gets uh, different book covers for the adult books. So maybe so Walmart. So we've got yeah, yeah different. Because the, the, the gotcha. main one, we've got the two, the two Jedi, Jedi on, on the front. front with the green lightsaber and the blue lightsaber. And I can't really zoom in to see... See if I can zoom in so I can figure out who these are. This could be Wreath and um, his new master, Comic Vitus. Oh, that's right. That's right. But I don't uh, remember, I remember, I remember that now. what species Comac is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's the next book called? Mission to Disaster. Oh, and that is going to be, there's someone with green skin on the front. So I think we know who ah. that's going to be. Yep. Yeah, we definitely got uh vernestra and her padawan on this one okay uh and those are the only names i see in this summary okay yeah it just occurred to me i was like wait a minute we don't have if if vernestra's not in that one we don't know where she is so mm-hmm. that would make sense which makes sense because yeah, she's definitely you know more into the She's the only master Jedi that's of a younger age mm-hmm. range. So it makes sense that they right. want to keep her in the young reader books. The young. Yeah. Yeah. But I do appreciate it when she shows up in the adult books. Yeah. I like her. I do like her. That's that's mm-hmm. going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be. It's weird. <laughs> it It's weird that this book isn't the last one that came out. Like this is the big finish especially if they take place concurrently, but then it also makes sense if they do take place concurrently and they're mentioning what's happening, you need to have already mm-hmm. read this, you know? So 
I didn't even read the, the, the plot. I just scrolled through to see whose names were in it because I don't yeah. want to know anything yeah. about the story yet. Cool. Well, I think that's a good spot to end it. This has been an amazing book. I think so, too. Oh, so, so I good. would say, I would go so far as to say the best so far. Yeah. Yeah. And part, you know, I think part of it is by this point, we're so much more invested right. in the characters than we are when we started. But, and I know I've pretty much said this every time that it makes me want to go back and start it over from right. the beginning. And, and of course, it can only be mm-hmm. the best so far because of all of the setup, the other books that have given us. Because if you read this sure. book on its own, then it, it doesn't really mean much to you. Right, right, right. But, but more so than the others now, it makes me want to go back to the beginning and see how much of this stuff did they... Because I believe they knew what they were doing going into it. I don't think they're making For sure. I think they had they at least have phase one all fully planned out. Totally. I want to read through again to just see what kind of hints did they give us that we didn't pick mm-hmm. up on that, you know? Because we didn't know who any of these people were. We're, you know, spending our time trying to keep track of everything. But I want to look at it. I mean, I was even looking at the spines. And like... When you put all the books on the shelf, because I have the main covers. I didn't get any of the target mm. covers. The spine for Light of the Jedi is white, and everything after that is black. Oh, that's a good point. And when I got the books, I was like, I just thought, oh, okay, I guess they're not trying to keep it all consistent. And then when I got up to this many, I was like, no, no, no. I think this is totally intentional that everything goes dark after that. Yeah. And I was like, huh. Because, well, you know, when, when it's just one book, book came out with a- into the dark. Uh huh. <laughs> and so that's what makes me think like there's so many things they're really thinking out of like just the yeah. little touches because when the first two came out I'm like okay one's one's white one's dark and I was like oh I wish they had made them all look the same and now that they're all out I was like oh wow mm-hmm. look at that and so it makes me think um because I think they said the name of this phase is the phase is also called Light of the Jedi that uh the first book the first adult novel in the next one will be whichever of those two were the next phase, which was, I think, Path of the Jedi or Quest of the Jedi will probably be the name or Jedi's Quest gotcha. or something like that. Well, that will be the name of the book. That will, like, name, name the, the phase. The okay. phase. But I wonder then, it made me wonder, is the last book going to be light again, like a white spine? That would be cool. If they do that, then they totally had, this was their idea all <laughs> along. This was, this. they're not making it up as they go along. That's what I love about it. And I know we already said it, but compared to the movies, they just, wow. They've put the time in up front to just make something really quality that, that works together well. It feels like Marvel. It feels yeah. so thought out. Like, yeah. And anyways, I got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, when you find something that's so good, it just makes you mad at the other things that aren't as good. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you could have been, it could have been this good. It's clearly possible. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this has been our review. Of the Fallen Star by Claudia Gray. Mm-hmm. We are the Finer Things Club, your premier source for High Republic books <laughs> on a book podcast. <laughs> well, more than books now. Come Film back now next time too. for Midnight Horizon. Film mm-hmm. now too. So yeah, we will do reviews we'll be back in a few weeks with if they turn this Midnight into Horizon. a live action series. Oh my god. Oh my god. Can you imagine? We will do episode by episode oh. too. Oh no, that would I was just going to say that would be episode by episode and it would, our episodes would be longer than the show because we'd be like, okay, now at do you 2 minutes from this and 34 book? seconds, if you look in the background, 
clearly that's it looks like a rock, but I think that's actually G. <laughs> <laughs> I do think the one thing this will be the last thing. I think the one thing that would be hard to pull off as well as a pull off in the books in live action would be geode. Because so much of the humor is what people think about it or, you know, the comments people make. I think in live action, you would almost wonder if Affy and, and Leox are playing pranks on people going like, oh, that's Leox, you know, or that's, that's, that's Geode. He doesn't, you know, he does this and this. it's like, does he? where'd you come from? Like, did they just set him? Because we will see somebody could pull it off, but, but it works so yeah. well in the books yeah. because like as a reader, you're in on the joke. He's my favorite. Mm hmm. I really, really, really want a geode action figure. <laughs> I'll get you one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll go, go outside, outside and find you one. <laughs> I'll do some carving. <laughs> oh, boy. But thank you again for joining us for another episode of High Tea in the High Republic. Like Patrick said, join us next time where we will review Midnight Horizon. And may the force be with you. For light and life. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Stella. <laughs> <laughs>